0: Hey everyone, welcome to part two of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. If you haven't had a chance yet, be sure to check out part one. If you're all caught up, then welcome to part two as we finish talking about one of our favorite games. a good time to get into it. What is Link's arc?
1: Well, I am a strong advocate of the Campbellian arc. I know Chris's as well. Um,
0: I mean, I guess like, I think all
1: great think stories. everyone
0: is. If you like, yeah, turns by out the way, we all really like it. if okay. you like ancient mythology or, I don't know, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Well, yeah. The
1: older Star Wars. But anyways. Um, well, that's a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I believe that in this case, uh, well, I guess I should start with explaining the Campbellian arc in general, um, and feel free to correct me at any point. But a brief summary: you have your your character, your eventual hero, starts in the known. Uh,
0: well, I think it's important to say this is all put together.
1: Um, by Joseph Campbell? Yeah,
0: by studying...
1: Myths across time.
2: Yeah. And
0: across different cultures. Yeah. And and finding it,
2: it was a descriptive
0: theory. Yes. Yeah, it was a yes. descriptive finding theory. Like, finding commonalities across mm-hmm. like great mythologies, across many, many different cultures. Right. Okay, and back in.
1: Back in. So after, yes, analyzing all these different cultures, uh, it turns out that most stories tell the same arc of... A character starting in the known, being thrust out of the known into the unknown, crossing this threshold, Mm -hmm. facing challenges and trials until they reach the abyss, the depth, where they are figuratively die and are reborn. And they come back from that and have a meeting with a goddess, which gives them a gift. And with the gift, they return to the known and finish their art. And if you just look at anything...
0: The hero's journey is
1: what it's known as. Yes. Yeah. Nowadays,
2: it's... Yeah. Well, remember, remember, they return to the known, and they don't want to stay there anymore because they're too yeah. different. So they have to become... A, they always have one foot outside of that known forever right. after. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. To me, Link's story seems, or at least the Breath of the Wild, seems to start at the bottom of the hero's journey, at like the death and rebirth stage part of it, because Link is already at his lowest point. This is the lowest point of Link's story. Um, he's been the greatest in all of the memories you, you see of him in the past. He has the master sword. He's being sworn in as a knight. He can take on hordes of, uh, guardians and Lynels and Moblins with barely a scratch, except for the guardians when he, but, um, He's, he's the greatest, and his trials and tribulations are getting to help Zelda achieve what she needs to achieve. And he fails. Yeah. And so, at that point, you don't really... Uh, he, he's just crawling his way back now to that state.
2: Yeah. You so, Because, remember, you were, you're given the Destroy Ganon right. um, quest line, right? That's right your, after we find out what you have to do? Yep. That's yeah. first
1: and last And quest. then...
2: I think Ganon, in this case, is the father because Ganon is the ultimate test of whether you have reached the point where you were before, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or but, I, Although I don't think you actually get to that point.
0: I would make the argument... I'm going to go a completely different direction with this. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the Cambalian arc doesn't apply so much to Link's journey just because mm-hmm. it's a very non-linear story
2: mm-hmm. as
0: much as it does to Zelda's journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's dealing with what she knows and trying she's actively trying to get to the unknown, right? She's trying to figure out what that place is. Like yeah. she reaches the depths of despair and and, and she has to be reborn to by literally the gift from the
2: goddess. She, and then Yeah, she kinda baptizes herself mm-hmm. in every spring, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I, then
0: she like fights the ultimate evil and now she's this like awoken power yeah. who went to better Hyrule but is like here, here we go like I'm I'm different now yeah. I,
1: I would argue based off of that that Zelda is actually the main character of the story Oh, I
0: see. her name is in the title <laughs>
1: <laughs> right you know as
2: I think she is the one who goes through the most character change right yeah I
1: think she's the most dynamic and um, dynamic character and well-developed character
0: mm-hmm. and so what do, you, what do you think how does the arc apply
2: I mean, I think that they, I think Zelda's journey is a model for you. I still think it's about Link in the sense that the player is, you know, experiencing the growth Mm -hmm. themselves, right? Mm -hmm. With Link as a proxy. Uh, And I, I actually do like Sterling's idea that there is a greater arc here where Link got to where he needed to be a long time ago and something went wrong and he ended up in the belly of the beast. That's him, you know, dying. And then... He meets Impa, and she tells him what his purpose is. She tells him, for one thing, that like, she gives him access to the memories, yeah. which is kind of Link relearning who he used to be, you know. And then he atones with the father, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of see it uh, as your call to adventure being that you are told you used to be this great person. Yes. And and of course, this is you could kind of look at this as like. Something that lays over the greater story of Link, right? Right. But from you, the player's perspective, you start out in a bed, the familiar, which is where Zelda always starts, pretty much, except in, like, the first two. And then you... You, when you're walking around the Great Plateau, it's almost like the original Zelda. So, in a sense, that is kind of like a familiar territory. It's a safe. So you have one. like a
0: meta approach.
2: Almost you, right. You
0: are interpreting it as the writers really engaging the player.
2: Yeah. As
0: experiencing the Cambellian arc.
2: And and the, so here's the thing, right? Like the the whole my opinion on why the Cambellian story is so important and mm-hmm. so popular. Is because it is about suffering, and the whole. In my opinion, we we create stories where we suffer, and that suffering has a purpose, yeah. and it makes us stronger. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that is a story that guides our ability to keep moving. Yeah, <laughs> and right?
1: Inspires us to keep moving.
3: Right. Yeah. right.
2: Yeah. So, and of course, like we, we talked about this earlier, like a lot of ancient mythology is about someone suffering, and in the case of Hindu mythology. It got very literal, where they, where you see people game the system, where they're like, "I'm just gonna suffer. It doesn't matter if it's it needs anything. It's fucked up." It's great. Um, <laughs> so I think what's happening here is um, Link is kind of reborn from the player's perspective. He is born. Um, he is told you have to go through a certain amount of suffering until you have reached. You have put yourself into the belly of the beast. Yeah. And then when you do that, right, you have to go get the Master Sword. That's like the ultimate boon. I right? was,
0: okay, we need to talk about the yeah. Master Sword because we haven't really talked boon. about the Master Sword.
2: And, and here's the thing, right? We talk, we're going to talk about this later, I'm sure. But, like, the only thing Link keeps on his way to this Master Sword is his own determination and his own pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. His own... His courage. pain tolerance His and courage. stamina. Yes. That's it. Right? Those are the things that the gods see wor- him worthy of give, uh, getting. They don't give him weapons or anything. Mm-hmm. Because the whole point of the Campbellian mythology is for you to become a hardened, stronger person yeah. first. Then you get the ultimate boon, yes, Often from like like the goddess or something. Right. So... You know, he's been going to these shrines, proving himself to these gods. You could almost look at these as, like, individual trials where a father approves of him or something Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. Um, And he has established that he has a certain amount of willpower. Yes. When you get to the Master Sword, the Master Sword's only test is how much pain you can withstand yeah it's very literal it's yeah. just how many hearts you have yeah and it and the game that does was the it moment so in the game where i had
0: done nothing but get stamina and i was yeah. like, i fucked up
2: <laughs> yeah which i actually kind of wonder if like maybe it should have tested your stamina and your hearts but i kind of like that the master sword is a person it has a voice it establishes yeah. that in the game that it has a voice
0: <laughs> yeah that
2: apparently only zelda hears or something but I yeah. almost think of the Master Sword as a sentient sword. Which, okay, I guess at this point we know that for a fact because of other games, yes. right? But the swords, the sword thinks, okay, I need him to be able to withstand suffering. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go about this in a very literal way. I'm going to electrocute him or whatever. And if he dies, then I guess it wasn't the hero after all. Then I'll but I'll get, but get if a he new survives, in maybe
0: a hundred years. Right.
2: But if he survives, if he has enough ability to withstand trials you know um, Pain tolerance. then he gets to have me and the important thing about this is when you get the master sword from um the forest you actually have enough to beat the game because the master sword uh lasts long enough for you to kill almost i want to say like half the enemies in hyrule castle yeah just by itself I killed multiple Lynels with just a Master Sword before it broke. Mm-hmm. And then I, that was enough for me to replenish my weapons in time for the Master char, uh, Sword to, to recharge, recharge again. again. So like that boon is is like a very deal. directly designed for you to be able to storm Hyrule Castle mm-hmm. right after getting it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the game telling you, you may not be ready, but you can barely do it. And at so, the end... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 this is kind of a tangent Mm -hmm. but because we see the memory of zelda like speaking to the sword speaking to the deco tree right yeah and it cuts off before she says what she says her message to to link is right oh yeah yeah do we all what do we all think the message is i never thought about that until
2: this point you need 13 hearts (laughs) you will die (laughs) is like
1: oh yeah that was in there (laughs) (laughs)
2: I, I sure hope the sword didn't. Re- does the sword actually kill you? I don't. I don't yes. remember.
1: I every time it I got a heart me. after I got it. I. Because I think I usually let go. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always
0: let go. I got
1: like seven game overs
2: there. The first wow. time. The
0: first time the Deku Tree is like, "I'll let you try," and then you try and you're about to die, and he's like, oh, "Saved your life."
2: Right? Oh, he does that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I usually let go. Okay.
0: Um, I always thought, and this is probably the romantic in me. And maybe me being very simple minded, but that she just wanted Link to know that she loved him. More than that Mifa girl did, that's I'm, for sure. My
1: Link was like, Love you too like a sister, because Mifa's
2: my one and only. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but like uh... like a brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think I mean I think Zelda's relationship with Link changes the time like she learns to appreciate him and i think at some point feels sorry for treating him that way and resenting him and
1: yeah and my favorite part was when you read her journal and in her journal she's stating like so i had a real good heart to heart with link and he explained why he's always silent all the time <laughs> because he's like I know people suffer and I know that it's difficult and I I've suffered too but I just don't want to add any extra pain into yeah. the world I'm just going to hold it up in here so I, like that I idea can that deal with it
0: Link does talk to Zelda.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, I think Link is talking throughout the game. Talk. Yeah. They just don't let you see it.
0: Yeah.
2: Cuz he's always
1: waving his hands and being like yeah
0: yeah I'm
2: I, 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 I want to talk about later why I think I kind of wish I guess I should talk about this now. I kind of wish Link talked in the past because I think the Link that you're playing at does not identify with the guy he sees in the memories. I think he's like looking at this almost in the third person and he's like, man, that's a really cool guy. Look, he killed three Lynels. I just got my ass handed to me by a Lynel. And at the end, mm-hmm. when this Zelda... has to do with Zelda's... Yeah, Zelda says, you haven't regained all your memories yet. And, um, but don't worry, like you can't forget courage, right? I love that line mm-hmm. because I think it actually implies um, you may never become the Link that you remember again, ever. That mm-hmm. may never happen because you may never be in the circumstances for that to happen yeah. again. But you are kind of emulating this person that you see as the ideal of who Link is.
0: That would have been very interesting.
2: And what mm. if like? But I don't
0: know if that would have played that way. I don't know oh, how it would have
2: it. been. People rough. would have been like. It would have been hard. The
0: entire internet would just be like. Link yeah. talks in the past, but not now. Yeah. The but memes, they but they could have had so
2: much development with Link and the other champions. Yeah. too.
0: What?
1: I mean, I think the, 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 what would there's
0: what would his voice sound like?
2: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, think they, <laughs> they could get the same voice actor. But what he? But,
0: but what would he talk like? Yeah. Like what like, right? would he? Would his voice be like? Like do have like a deep man he would not have a deep thing
2: manly... I think they would, would have, he have to like the go... like
0: higher voice? like I would think he be he's really not energetic? like me would he be <laughs> oh, of course you do
2: I think he would be still pretty stoic but I think there there could have been some lines in there to so to like show a little bit more of the relationship with mm-hmm. him and like Rivali or like him well, and I don't Mipha. think he talked to I feel like... Because to me, the Mifa <laughs> thing made no sense. Yeah. I was like, why does Mifa like Yeah, I don't, Link? I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get I it. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I why just Zelda t-
0: likes Link. I just They've told... Been yeah. together.
2: I just told the uh,
1: Zora King that, you know, I loved Mifa because... Is this I was... how
0: you do relationships? No,
1: no, no. <laughs> it was in the past and she's dead.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, to get to your question about what Zelda tells Link... I actually didn't interpret it as Zelda falling in love with Link.
0: Okay. Which I
2: might have missed some text or something where she says that she did. And I don't
0: necessarily mean... Romantic. Well, I mean, it's a little romantic because it always is. But I, I don't mean like this, like, I am desperately in love with Link and I, mm-hmm. I I hope I can resurrect him and then I can marry him and we can ride off into the sunsets. Okay. Like, I think it's this Ride that motorcycle. Deep, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more of a deep, like, whether it is... Something that she would ever act upon, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a certain degree of a bond that you forge with anyone oh, yeah. who you go through something. I mean, like
2: that. you go on a pilgrimage with someone as hot as Link, who <laughs> usually doesn't say anything to object. Uh. To <laughs> you. You'll probably be fine a bang them at the end.
0: Yes, I mean that's awesome. My head canon mm-hmm. that they just
2: after he zooms out and, just start, and, 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 and just, start a new royal they, family. They crest to yeah. hill
1: immediately. <laughs> I think that that can't happen. I oh, think yeah. that if they do that, then it blends the
2: wisdom and courage line. Oh, oh yeah. And what would that Wait, do to mythology? Is it literally a,
0: a bloodline though? Because Link not. In
2: Zelda's case, oh, I actually looked it up. Okay, yeah, it's only Zelda right, who okay. gets renamed. Who gets someone named Zelda every, every years. something year? Yeah, but so Link's think, just a
1: popular name like John.
0: I think Link is just random. Yeah. I think
2: Link is a coincidence. Link
0: is yeah. like the so that's the thing in mythology is that every and, and I, I can't I can't call the names to mind, it, but it's like. Jack in English like myths like Jack yeah. and the Bean you know what I mean and there's yeah, a Jack, there's yeah. a um, there's a Russian name that's like that just constantly it's a used. strong name, and it's yeah. the same exact name in different fairy tales but it's yeah. entirely different oh, characters
2: and remember, and I wonder
0: if Link is that version of it
2: and they don't know that they were named Link remember they yeah. always call him the hero of time or the hero of wind they don't remember that they were all named Link well, you get to Only name your characters though. though I know but, but what and I'm I saying and I name my characters
0: like, Lynn because my name's <laughs> well, Lindsay
2: Lynn. And but, then I'm like, and it's also like Link. I like that is cute. Thanks. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, do it on purpose. That's cute
1: and completely irrelevant. <laughs> but, no, no,
2: no, no, all I'm saying is, even if you the player know that like Nintendo calls them all Link, no one in the story knows that. Like even if you named everyone oh, yeah, Lynn, no one knows that they were named Lin. I know. But to you but you're like, oh, there that's the mythology aspect yeah, of it, right? Yeah. That's the dramatic irony. Right. So, I I think it's the Russian one. Sorry. Huh?
0: Just delay of brain. Keep going.
2: Oh, uh, the thing I was going to say about what Zelda says to Link, mm-hmm. I think she's going to tell Link that it's going to be okay and he's going to be able to do it. Like he does, It doesn't seem like he can because I bet when Link first finds a sword, he can't pull it out. And I think yeah. Zelda's going to tell him, we'll this exact there. same thing happened to me when I went to the spring.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the reason I think that is because um, Zelda went through this journey where Link... And I kind of read it as a little bit resentful where she sees this perfect person who went through their arc and he got everything he wanted and he has the master sword. He has like the ultimate boon. And she's been probably been doing this for like months, right? Going on these pilgrimages and nothing is working for her. And then only at the end when she finally like becomes a proverbial adult, right? And she gets her powers, whatever... Um, when she looks back at, um, at what Link will have to do later, she knows no matter what, Link has to kind of prove himself the same way she did. Yeah. And I can't remember when she gives the message to the tree is the problem. It's
1: so that happens.
0: Before she goes to the
2: So castle.
1: technically if the, the mm-hmm. game does have a list of the order, all the memory should go in. Yeah. The one where she gives the sword back to the tree is the very, very last memory.
2: Oh, so Link has died, or like...
0: Yeah, Link's injured. already gone. Yes. Okay. That's why he doesn't have the Master Sword.
2: So when she... So, okay, so she probably... Okay, so I still think the same thing there. Because I think
0: she, she says it not expecting to ever see Link again. Yeah. I don't think she expects, I'm going to live for 100 years and no. keep Ganon trapped. I think she thinks she's going to go possibly die trying to fight Ganon. Either yeah. she wins... And then, you know, but I think she thinks she's going to die on that hill, basically. Yeah. And hopes that Link comes. Like, I think her hope, I think Link is her hope for the future. I agree. I don't think she, I don't know if she 100% believes in herself at that
2: point. And I, I still... I don't know if I agree with that part, though.
0: I, well, I don't think she believes in her own ability to live for a hundred years. I, I don't. I
2: it. think she just doesn't know what will happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, she has no idea. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't she... mean
0: that as in there's uncertainty persisting, but I think that's... that's log- I think yeah. it's logical. I think it's wisdom to yeah. think, yeah. I may not make it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So I feel like when Zelda is recording that message, if she knows Perfect. how the Shrine of Resurrection works, which if you're asleep for a hundred years... You're not gonna come out 100%, right? I think she has an idea that when Link comes out of that shrine, he will not be the same person anymore, mm-hmm. and he might not be as strong enough to kill Ganon, right? How does so, that
0: last memory work?
2: Huh? The tree.
1: How
0: does that last memory? The tree is magic. Memory? It's okay. a tree's
1: memory. And the tree is like magic.
0: Okay.
2: Wait, so she went all the way to the tree and then got the dragon and then went to the That's hole. why Damn. I think she got the or dragon. She got that's the why dragon. I, yeah, she was right there. No, no, she no. got the dragon and went to the tree. No,
1: I don't think, so. you don't think so. I think she went there and then like probably had a conversation with the tree and the tree is like
0: go to the
1: dragon. Go to the dragon. Maybe. Like there's so much like wiggle room yeah. for how it happened. No, well, I, I guess. but
2: you know, that's a good point because The moment, think of like we always have this joke, right? Mm -hmm. If I saw a ghost, I'd be like, unicorn and sea bears are real, right? (laughs) Sea bear. (laughs) That was SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Joke. Sorry. (laughs) Um, If I saw a ghost, immediately I would think every single thing I've ever heard of that I didn't believe, I have no reason not to believe them anymore. So when Zelda sees the Triforce work, all these things that were just mythology up to that point, she probably thinks that shit's real now. Mm -hmm. And well, not only
0: that, I like man if i saw a ghost i'd be like this means that all the ways to fight ghosts are real too yeah. like and then i would become yeah. a ghost hunter all right?
2: this like fairy tale logic comes yes. back now so, so she's just like Zelda Fuck, would have of the course same... i can fucking ride a dragon yes yes. Yeah. yes so okay so when she goes to the tree she's going there with this confidence that like it'll all work out right? like
1: this tree was probably actually a talking tree and i yeah. will talk to it yeah. now
2: yeah and she true. she knows in the future That when Link comes to this tree, I think the tables have turned. Yeah. Where now she is this perfect person who has gone through it all. Mm -hmm. And Link is the person who has to rediscover his place in the world. Which is so good. And she's telling Link, look, there was a time when you were telling me this. And you already went through all this shit. And you were just slaughtering Lionels Like, you won't believe.
0: Is her silence there... Reflective of Link's silence to her, how when Link has overcome his own like problems and knows mm-hmm. everyone else suffers, he's quiet.
2: Are you saying that and she went up to the Zelda... tree and was like, "Here's my message"? No, no, no. no, no. How do you fucking like it, Link? <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna? No no, 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 no. My message is nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pew 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 pew. Middle finger. I don't mean. Literally, for I just up mean like, like,
2: well, like I'm sure our, audience, our, yeah, our audience
1: would love to see me. <laughs> Sorry, let's see.
0: I don't mean literally, I mean like, figuratively, right? Because, mm-hmm. because we can all assume Link actually speaks, mm-hmm. but they use the device, they yeah, explain yeah. the device of him not speaking by saying he listens because he knows others have suffered. Mm-hmm. And Zelda probably actually says something there, but thematically, as the viewer, because they make there's always a motivation when you're telling the story mm-hmm. in what you leave out, right? They made a deliberate choice to not have her deliver that line. Yeah. And I think that deliberate choice may have been kind of what you're saying. Like she's doing something to parallel what Link has done for her. And that, hmm. to, uh, to our minds, is not talking. Link just does not. Like talk.
1: a stiff upper lip. and
2: yeah. being... in, in other words, it's like the developers are saying, you project what you think this ideal person might say.
0: That could be it, too. What do you think? What do you think she said, Sterling?
1: It wasn't, I love you.
0: Oh. <laughs> no,
1: I'm just kidding. Um, oh. I think the Deku Tree forgot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, listen, I've been around for a while. I got a lot of shit to remember. I don't care <laughs> what this girl is saying. Her uh, message
2: I mean, was... <laughs> I'm
1: just thinking that maybe, you know, if you're remembering, like, spending all this time with the, this this girl... Uh, and you're like uh, a young man. He'd be like, what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? I need to know. I'm going to go rescue her now.
2: Zelda's my what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I like the theory where he says, Zelda said you need a certain amount of hearts. <laughs> and I can't remember but how can many.
0: You, you, can't, you can't get that memory until you have the Master Sword. I guess you could. I don't remember. He gives you can't memory remember. before. Oh, does
1: he? Yeah. I, I don't actually think that. I, I kind of agree with Chris and... I like both of your interpretations of it. I
2: think... I think whatever it is, it is loving. out of love. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I think there is a very pure kind of love when you see... Someone in the exact same position that you were in before yes.
0: that. Especially when you know them so well and when mm-hmm. they suffered with that, or through that. With you.
2: And, and you know what they can be. Mm-hmm. Oh, like she's in yeah. a unique position where she sees what Link was in the past. And now she's not seeing him, you know, struggling to figure out how to feed himself. But yeah. she might yeah. imagine, you know, who knows what Link won't know. Yeah. So...
1: He took a really big hit to
2: the head. I mean, there are games where Link still didn't know how to clothe himself. (laughs) And he went to Kakariko Village. They account for that.
1: (laughs) That's true. Like, aren't you cold, Link? Paya's like, oh no, put
3: clothes on.
2: But I, I, I think that's one of my favorite parts of this game, looking back at it now, is the idea that it uses this past self to show you an example of what you could be. And at the end of the game, you don't have to be that. To win. Yeah. So yeah. what is
0: what's your favorite part? What do you guys have favorite like parts of the games? Like specific parts, not necessarily aspects?
2: I think we should we should rapid fire gush about some moments in yeah. the game that really inspired us. Yeah. Like like emotionally or like carried some theme or something. Oh
1: man. Well if I'm just gonna gush yeah, yeah, and just it. interrupt you right now. Yeah, do it. My favorite one of my favorite moments was just when you finally arrive at Hyrule Castle, and like it's like the end of the journey, and the music starts playing, the oh my Zelda god, theme, yeah. and I just got chills.
2: Oh my god, yeah.
1: I I couldn't stop. I was just like I, I had
0: an eruption
2: like... the entire time. <laughs>
0: okay. I liked each of the each of the goddess shrines. The not like finding each of those just felt very Zelda.
2: You mean where the statues are?
0: Yes, like because they were all each kind of like hidden away, like.
1: Like the shrine of power, courage. And, yes. Okay, because I and was oh that. the springs. Yeah, the, the springs. springs. Okay, because the shrines yeah, are not also because like <laughs> I also like the shrines, like how you they you see where they were in yes, the town and yes. the town grew up around them. Yeah. And like how the temple of time essentially had like yeah. you yeah. know big like altar to it, but in some like towns like Hotano Village, it's just kind of off to the side yeah. and like yeah. next to a staircase. Yeah.
0: No, 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 I mean the springs. Finding the springs was I was like because you never have to. And I feel like they're such a beautiful set piece, first yeah. of all. And then just like a cool aspect of the game that I'm like, not everyone yeah. found. And we, Sterling and I, like...
2: Isn't the Lord of the Mountain one of them? Lord of the Mountain was so cool. Isn't it? Or is no, it? Lord no. of the Mountain oh, something else. Okay,
0: okay. He's on like another hilltop. Oh, no, okay. so with, with the springs, like Sterling and I were like trying to map out a fucking triforce on the map like we're like trying to like you guys reverse told engineer me it. that when
2: you made a triangle out of it there was something you noticed when you connected the dots on the map or am i misremembering that
1: i think that was our one of our theory crafting yeah, ideas I don't know if it paid off. we didn't look online for anything on uh-huh. this game and we, f- we had found the shrine of power and the shrine of wisdom, wisdom. And that for the of love courage. of me, the love of everything, that like I could not find that Shrine of Courage. Yeah, so we yeah. were trying
0: to, we're like, so, what if Hyrule Castle I was forgot. in the middle? I Where is the, it? The I can't
2: remember. It's, it's in, in the, the jungle. Yeah. It's in the jungle, mm-hmm. and it's, it's overrun like,
1: with uh, monsters and los Yeah, it's kind
2: of like okay. under and... Yeah, it's
1: underneath like a, it's a big skull.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh, the giant monster skull. hmm Okay. But Lord of the Mountain. Isn't it like a dragon skull
0: or something? it's something big.
2: Or is that a different skull? It's a different one.
0: Lord of the Mountain was another moment.
1: Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, uh, there's just a hill, unassuming hill with a spring on the top of it.
0: But sometimes it glows. Yeah. But
1: every once in a while, once in a, in a blood moon, you know, you, you get a glowing light on top. And you go there, and it's a whole different world, essentially, where yeah. magical bunnies.
0: There's a super cool bunny blo- horse thing. Bloopies
1: and, yeah. and the Lord of the Mountain. And the stag thing.
2: Oh, it God. looks very Princess Mononoke. Yeah, yes. that's true.
0: Well, so, I, Sterling didn't do this but immediately, but I was like, I'm going to ride it. Yeah. Like, I like that yeah. was my first thought. I, like, yeah. crouched, and I'm, like, trying to ride this, and it takes, like, a bajillion stamina.
1: Yeah. My first thought was, if I hit bloopies and get some rupees, yes. if I hit <laughs> that thing... You
2: fucking monster.
1: I should get a lot.
2: Um, speaking of the of of taming horses. One of the earliest experiences I had in the game that really affected me, besides climbing, was when I found the giant horse. Uh it's actually like telegraphed to you a little bit. On your way west, you can encounter these guys who talk about um riding horses and they tell you there was a really big horse off to the west and if you find it, um maybe you can tame it or something. And I don't know, I thought this was such a brilliant use of lighting. It's in like a valley and the way i don't know what it is why this is but when you go into this valley the lighting is very very strong and it Hmm. creates silhouettes of all the horses so when you approach the horse from far away you see all these like little horse silhouettes and then you just see a fucking giant (laughs) and i thought that it's like it's not like it's a super detailed horse or something but like the colors and the um kind of like the details of the tree or trees are so simple that it looks like a painting in that area and like i was so struck by that i just like stared at that for like literally like several minutes like i just observed this horse because i thought it was so amazing
1: yeah i i know those moments i while i was playing the game after like eating ganon but still wanting to play through it yeah I was like you know what i'm going to become a national geographic photographer for hyrule yeah and i just went around trying to take picturesque pictures with yeah. my uh chica slate
2: and yeah. i think the way that kind of relates to the theme of the game is like you know it's called breath of the wild it is about finding your place in like the ecosystem mm-hmm. right and i think part of that and i, I think this is what the dragons and mm-hmm. like the lord of the mountain and the giant horse what these things all do is give you this sense of the sublime and this feeling like you are not necessarily the most special thing in the world there are all these things where you're like how did that happen like how did this horse happen mm-hmm. right like what combination of, of of chance events led to that becoming so special and like the fact that you can try to tame it and you will not like unless you're prepared mm mm-hmm. mhm It's almost like a pecking order moment where you kind of become humbled by nature,
0: you know? Yeah.
2: The dragons are definitely that.
0: Oh my god, the dragons.
2: Yeah. So I, I think that's a really... That's one of the things the game uses the overworld, the open world really yeah. well to do is to humble you and yeah. make you feel like you're a small part in something like Magnificent. Loved- yeah,
1: especially around the dragons and stuff. You feel like there's yeah. a whole ecosystem that yeah, yeah. emerges from their back, like how bats and other enemies will just spawn. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. I
0: loved the quest uh, where you have to like deal with the statues in Gerudo, by the Gerudo village of like the...
1: Oh, the ancient civilization of yes. warriors pointing oh, into nothing. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, not just that, but, like, the big ones, too. And there's, like, the, the, the oh, whole mythology oh, yeah. around them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just wanted to know.
2: And they're women, right? They yeah. must be yeah, Gerardo warriors, right? Yeah, Yes. Yeah. I was so... And there's almost nothing about it. I love that. that. And there's, I like, so an I hate... You just gotta... You just wanted, gotta imagine.
0: I wanted that in every... I was really disappointed that, like... I felt like the Gorons and um, the, Rito. the Ritos the Rito, did not have the sense. Much... The
2: sense of culture is not as developed. I think
1: it's not Maybe really that's just old. a statement on their cultures, though. Yeah, it's possible that yeah. they might not be the kind maybe of more
2: Western. That's a good point, actually. But... Ritos are really old, are really new compared to the like, other species. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I think it's implied that they didn't, and they didn't become a thing until around Wind Waker.
0: Now, okay... Yeah. The, the dangerous territory we're dipping into here is the official Legend of Zelda timeline.
2: Yeah, that's a good point,
0: yeah. Which although I, I could think, be its own podcast. I,
2: can do I feel that like it's day. pretty safe to say this is like the the, the latest yes, one, right? It must right. Be. This must I it, feel it like everything like, else is must referenced. Be. Now yeah. I'm not a big
0: fan of like I don't know, I go back and forth because obviously we're doing an entire mm-hmm. podcast that's like about analyzing stories. So obviously a piece of me is like, Well, how would they go in order? Yeah. But the piece of me that just appreciates like good art is like it's just a thematic I
2: can't believe I forgot to bring this up Mm -hmm. on the topic of it being like this last Zelda um I really like how they they kind of referenced things in a way that implied they were lost to time so if you look at the map oh yeah all, there's a lot of places that, like, are a corruption of some name that used to exist in Zelda. Yeah. So, like, there's the Sahasra plane or something like that. And, of course, Sahasra is, like, the proto-sage. Yep. He's from Link to the Past. He's, like, your mm. Zelda... Well, Zelda was in that game but he's like your owl <laughs> yeah. in link to the past. Yeah. And then like the islands, some of them are na- or not islands. I think they're mountains. They're named after the characters from Link's Awakening, nice. but they're slightly different. Yeah. Like there's like a lot been passed of passed down. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they they leave their imprint in the culture, but you're not sure how. Oh, also the map itself is kind of like oriented the way yeah. Link to the Past map is. So you have the the desert to the southwest. Yep. which might have already also been an Ocarina of Time. I can't remember. No,
3: um, wasn't north.
2: Zora's domain is generally Northeast. The forest is North. It's not Northwest, actually. That's that's what threw me off. Oh, yeah, I thought the Master gonna... Sword would be Northwest. Because you were looking in the wrong. Castle. Yeah.
1: yeah you, I remember you were talking about, where is the Master Sword? It just feels yeah. so
0: organic, though. Mm-hmm. That I mean, for us, especially, like, I, you know, I don't know about you too, Chris, but... Our first thought was never, oh, let's Google it and figure out where this is. Yeah. Like, we respected the lore of the game and the yeah. design of the game enough to think, okay, there there has to be enough yeah. information in this game for me to figure out where to find it. But the game itself was finding things.
1: Like, yeah, like there were some moments in the game where uh, I had discovered a recipe for monster cake, which was a treat for oh, the and princess. The and then when you rebuild Terrytown, you end up... Uh, You end up getting a family that's like, our daughter's sick and the only thing they can save her is monster cake. What? Yeah. And I was like, I have the recipe right here and I just need monster extract. And I went on a, I actually found it from the salesman. I I
2: didn't know that was so important. I I had the stuff to make the monster cake when I found it in the castle or the recipe in the castle. But I was like, I'm not going to waste monster extract on this. Yeah,
0: slight going the opposite direction here where it did not pan out. The entire game, every time you see... What's that flower?
3: Oh, Silent Sound Princess. Beauty. Silent Princess, princess. princess yeah. Every yeah. time you
0: see that. like every People go out of their way and they're like, Zelda's favorite flower is a Silent Princess. Zelda's favorite flower is a Silent Princess. Oh, Silent Princess, they're super rare. It was Zelda's favorite flower. I'm like...
1: They don't grow in the wild. There's like a
0: memory where Zelda's like, oh, Silent Princess, it's my favorite flower.
1: Or they don't grow in uh, under supervision.
0: Yeah, but you find it, right? So I... I keep all of those fuckers in my bag. I'm yeah. like, when I finally see Zelda, yeah. I'm going to give her all oh, the sign of princesses.
1: Yeah. And you yeah. never
0: get to. I was devastated. But
1: I think that's also like just a, interesting metaphor throughout the game is her talking about the silent princess and saying that it, can, it can't it can be raised, like you can't grow them like in captivity. You yeah. have They can and only they grow don't. in the I think wild. they grow yeah, by yeah. the
2: fairy fountains. Yeah, they grow by
1: the fairy well, fountains. They grow by the master sword. Sometimes you see them randomly in the oh, wilderness. But point. at the very end of the game, there's just one growing oh, by yeah. her uh, journal in her room. I didn't
0: know about that. Yeah, I forgot. My point was more just that it's beautiful. In spite of my rage that I couldn't
1: actually give romance. her some
0: flowers. But just, just give her some flowers. We don't have to romance her. I just want to give her some flowers.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I do that all the time with people um,
2: that I'm not romantically
1: involved
3: with. On the topic,
2: of don't of even the, do um... that with people you are romantically involved with. <laughs> on the topic of the silent princess, I actually wanted to ask you guys what you felt about Hyrule Field when you first left the uh... plateau. The reason I bring that up, my first encounter leaving the plateau was I ran into the man and the woman oh, who were that. looking for the silent princess. And I thought that was so amazing that, um, they, cause I thought the world was destroyed <laughs> at this point in the game. Right. I thought it was all ruins and I thought, wow, these people are like, they are like living in fallout world and they're just looking for this flower and they're just on this journey together. And I thought that was so beautiful um, because I I didn't think there was any civilization for them is to it, go is back Is it less to
0: beautiful now that you know there's civilization? No,
2: I actually like it more now right. because I think they left safety. Yeah. Now I also think they're kind of dumb, but in a they're romantic super way. Dumb.
0: Yeah, romantically dumb.
2: Yeah, Oh, I, it does bring up something important, which is I like that they never gave... When I saw them looking for the thing, they didn't give me a quest saying, go find me a silent flower. Yes. Because they wanted to find it. Yep. But I feel like this this thing that i really liked about them didn't happen as often with other npcs mm-hmm. and i didn't like that there were so many npcs who i almost felt like they wanted to give them purpose and feel important by giving you 100 rupees for doing something for them and i actually felt like the npcs felt more alive when they weren't giving me
0: yes a checklist yeah there were times thing. where you could do what felt like a side quest very organically yeah right? it's like oh man, I need these things or I'm looking for these. You just pay attention Mm -hmm. and then if you bring them those things, which is why I thought, I thought I'd be able to give Zelda flowers Mm because sometimes you can. Just you listen and you roll up to someone and you're like, here you go. Here are like, a bunch of fireflies. You
1: read the rumor mill in Kakuriko village and discover that there is a girl that really likes fireflies. And you find out that the girl that likes fireflies is the person, the girl that works outside of the store. So I went up to her with a bunch of fireflies. Nothing happens. Oh, you you have to give it to her, her like, at night. Yeah. And so she's only in her room at night. So you can go into like her room and give her like show her fireflies and be like, whoosh.
0: That And then there's like the, the lighting, the fires with your arrows.
1: Because her, the girl, the woman that runs the arrow shop really misses her husband, but her husband went and decided he wanted to raise cuckoos.
0: <laughs> Which I was a little disappointed you couldn't get them back together. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be something I would be able to do. But, you know, the places where I felt the dissonance, right, where there were things that I wanted to do but could not, become like, oh, I can do it here, but I can't do it there, also speaks to how thorough the game was, that... I would
2: expect to be yeah. able to do that when it's not given to me as a quest. And
1: sometimes they're just not salvageable. You know, You're there, not going to get cuckoo There was, man.
2: A, oh, there was an interview where they talked about this. And I know like, we don't want to get too deep into intent here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was really cool. They said that the reason you can't pet the dog in Breath of the Wild is because they wanted the player to feel like every action they could take had as many, like applicable reactions from the world. So they didn't they wanted you to be able to pick up a rock because you'll pick up all kinds of things. They wanted you to blow wind because wind does all kinds that of things sense. in the world. But you but can if only you can, pet a dog. If you can pet the dog, then from their perspective, why can't you pet a bacoblin?
0: Yeah.
2: So they're like, if you can't pet a bacoblin then you shouldn't be able to pet the dog is I their reasoning. I, and I, I like thought that reason. was interesting. I, that. that's
1: I that's mean that. the way I befriended all my dogs was we'll just throw him a mistake, and then they become your friend, yeah. and they will take you someplace.
2: Did you know you could feed the horse that way too? But you
1: can feed horses.
2: You, if you hold, if you hold yeah. food in your hand and you like are near the horse, it'll eat it.
1: No way. Yeah, that is the coolest thing I didn't know about. Yeah,
2: I this can't game just that. keeps on giving. Oh, so we were talking about moments that like just little things in the game that we really liked, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things, and I'm talking about like a scene in this case, but. One of the things I really liked and also was disappointed by is the feeling of the mundanity as part of being a hero. Yeah. Like that's a major theme of the game, right? Is that you have to dress yourself, you have to feed yourself, you have to do all these mundane things to be a hero, right? So one of the things I didn't like, which is very, this is very mechanical, is how towards the end of the game, you started getting so many weapons that when you found a new weapon you like pick it up and you do the Diablo thing where you compare it to another weapon because you are overflowing with shit at the end. Yeah, Which, I'm sure we will get to this, the big thing, weapon durability, right? That's Mm -hmm. related to that. I actually wanted you to be starving for weapons even at the end. But in spite of that, when I was ready to go fight Ganon, right? When I'm ready to go and do my final push, I went back... I cooked a whole bunch of food. Like, I actually didn't even need it because of the DLC. Like, the kind of makes you immortal, almost. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. Um, See, I cooked food all the time. If I was going anywhere, I made sure I had, like, five things to increase stamina, five things to, like, heat resistance, five things. Like, I had five of every food for every occasion. I was, like, that grandma who opens up her purse and she's got, like, I got snacks for everyone.
2: Yeah. The fact that it's in the back of your mind all the time is brilliant, in my opinion um so i was still making food even to go fight ganon i was like i might need this i might need this like think about how that is an element of fiction that you don't see in stories very often yeah right like when when prince charming or whoever who was it in sleeping beauty he's gonna go fight the dragon
0: in like the disney movie his name is prince philip
2: prince philip
0: okay but like you know traditionally he's just prince charming okay
2: you don't see him going back to his house and being like, I, "I need a blanket and I need some firewood and gotta make sure I have harvesting strokes. up the horse or something." Yeah, you know, like right. You don't
0: see him putting on the saddle pad.
2: Exactly, yeah. but it, games are where you can have that, mm-hmm. and Breath of the Wild really leans into and that. it can be
0: entertaining and and have yeah. this, like a, a narrative. There
2: can purpose. be, yeah. Like there can you be You see purpose.
0: how hard Link works.
2: Yes, so yeah, but and and the thing that's that's really cool about games is even if it has a narrative purpose it can be linked to some desire you have based on a reward system right mm-hmm. so like you know you're going to need to heal so you're like i better prepare these uh these dishes before i go to hyrule castle yeah. right so it, i had this moment where i went home i cooked all this food i went into my house and i had a fucking john wick scene where i'm like all right time to put all my shitty weapons on the rack and pull out take my royal guard sword and my Savage alignment, individuality, yeah, special
0: occasion weapons you been yes. storing away. I'm taking,
2: I'm putting them on, and I was like, I should, I should get some rest. I'm picturing like a montage scene of, yes. of Link. Like, well,
1: that's how it feels.
2: Yeah, putting on the right clothes. I spent hours like picking my final outfit out. I was like, hold on, I need
1: to go dye this. It needs to be the
0: right color, too.
2: It needs to match the shade of Ganon's blood. This was the crazy thing. I went up to go sleep on my bed, and it triggered the scene where you put the photograph of you and all your friends on the wall. Aww. And I was like, oh my God, this is breaking my heart. That's so cute. So, so that's he puts the DLC. that there. Yeah, he yeah. puts that there. And then I got on my fucking horse, and I head First. out to the castle. Of course, then I came back to talk to Impa. <laughs> and one thing I thought was really cool, when you talk to Impa, she tells you the final memory is about half a day's ride from here. And I thought that was such a good piece of writing because Impa knows damn well you can teleport wherever the fuck you mm-hmm. want. You can literally fly at that point, mm-hmm. right? You have a mo- I had a motorcycle at that point. <laughs> yeah. um, but she says it's a day's ride. And the game is kind of, I think, reminding you there. Like, this is a real world. You have real things to worry about. Impa is still talking to you in the terms of real people yeah. for her... Context, right? Even without society. magical motorcycles. Exactly.
1: Without magical motorcycles and the ability to teleport and it, be everywhere. It,
2: yeah, it keeps it grounded in the mundane. And then you go oh, to that site, link. and something I loved, when you go to that site, there's just like the weakest enemies in the game there. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you might just, you're probably just going to pile drive over, or pile, pile drive, steamroll over them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like imagining um, him pile driving people. Yeah, there. that would have been oh, number one. Set up a ring. Request. But... <laughs> um it shows you how far you've come but also like someone told you to ride there and they told you how long they thought it would take even though it really would take you seconds yeah. right mm-hmm. and that's where you see the final memory of you at your peak falling not falling from grace but falling yeah you know? and this mm-hmm. is
0: the regular one not the dlc we're
2: right. out of the dlc yeah we're out of yeah. the dlc for that part yeah yeah well i think, I think there was one to... last thing you wanted
1: to talk about
2: Oh, I think we have to talk about the elephant in the room, right? Like, I think we need to talk about what does the weapon durability mean Ooh. in this oh. game? Yeah. And what does foraging mean? I yeah. think it's
1: it speaks to the philosophy of the game as a mm-hmm. whole. And I know that you have some strong thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I so I am one of the people who I personally think this game would not have been anywhere near as good without weapons breaking constantly
0: yeah no everyone would just go to the one
2: place that has the best weapon get that and then beat the game like get a
1: lightning arrow shoot that guy take his weapon and well
2: there is that that is a very good reason to have something like this too but But i also think there so there is a negative reason to have weapon durability which is what you don't want the player to do right right you don't want them to go and just use one sword the entire time or You don't want the Master Sword to invalidate all these other choices they could make, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But I think there's an affirmative reason to that, too. And I think that this game... First of all, the game is about being in the wild. Yeah. And animals in the wild, they're not fat, but they're always eating. Right? Why are they always eating? Because they don't know where their fucking meal is coming from next, right? They always need to replenish. Mm Mm-hmm and part of living in this ecosystem means Link as a hero needs to learn how to constantly replenish. Yeah. Because when Link is remembering how to be himself again, he can't remember a hookshot back into his hand. He has to remember how to procure these things he needs to survive. Yeah. That's what makes that's the thing that's consistent about Link through every game is that like Link isn't just given all the items he needs at the beginning. In every single Zelda game, Link needs to go and find the tools he needs to to win. And in this yeah. case, these tools are just very transient. Because yes. this game, in my opinion, I'm not using this word negatively. I think this game fetishizes the act of picking up. And when I say that, I mean it is a kind of primal joy to pick something up and be like, this is useful. Right?
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Like, even, like, I, I'm talking about besides people who are like collectors. I mean, there is something about, I would propose, there's something about humans where you pick something up yeah. and it can help you, and that's like that's an the amazing light bulb. It's like,
0: right. it's like, it's like in the classic Zelda games, right? It's like, if you play that's the, the, the song of when the treasure chest opens, Yeah. because you found something and you yeah. get something new. Like, yeah. it's like treasure chests all over the place. You're just like, got this, got yeah. that. Got
2: this. But Zelda games reached a point where ridiculous things were happening, where they couldn't figure out how to use rupees. Yeah. Like, in Twilight Princess, they had to create armor that used Renzyme your rupees. rupees. Yeah. Yeah. Or in Zelda 1, I actually think this is kind of fun, uh, your bow shot rupees. Like, it, well, it <laughs> shot arrows. I'd
1: actually be pretty okay with that in this Zelda, yeah, as, actually, like, yeah. as like, I, I don't have arrows. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But you didn't literally shoot rupees. Uh, Your rupees were an abstraction for your resources. So that's how you got more arrows. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you shot an arrow, you lost a rupee. So in this game, I think weapon durability is there because they want you to always feel the joy of picking something up and it being immediately useful. And that's why when your weapon breaks, it does not switch you to your next weapon, which is the norm in a lot of games. Yes. Like... Normally, if if you were playing like a different game, you would want you would want it to immediately automatically switch switch right. You would want that to happen, not in this game. And I think it's because they don't want you to to be deprived of the joy of breaking your sword on someone, seeing their weapon on the ground, yeah. and then grabbing it
0: yeah. because
2: that is kind of like the heroic feeling you have of being resourceful yes. and of well, being able to anything. take what Look you for, need.
0: Very David and Goliath, right? It's yeah. like. Oh, I've got, I don't know, like a slingshot. Like yeah. we're gonna make it work. And, and like yeah. Link is like the makes the MacGyver of Hyrule, right? Like he's yeah. like, I don't know, do you have like a roll of tape and a paper clip? Yeah, I can I can be Ganon. Yeah. We'll make it happen.
2: Like And and I think that's one of those things that's like the that yeah. goes into the whole thing about you can't forget courage. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Right?
2: You can't forget the ability to like when you have nothing in your hands, you're gonna find something. Yeah. yeah. It might be a stick. So so then, it what did you say? Kind of speaks to
1: the transient nature of everything, exactly. Yeah, and how yeah. You, the only things you can rely on are yourself. Yeah, and that's kind of the lesson Zelda learned in the in her the past. Yeah, was that she didn't need to rely on guardians and yeah. divine beasts and Link the whole time. She should have been relying on herself to unlock her true potential.
2: The game kind of follows that up too, with you know all those people that you knew in that past life are almost all gone like the transience is kind of reflected both in how you go about your day-to-day adventuring but also in the overall plot where these these uh champions aren't there anymore these people that you knew you played with when you were a kid are old people now yeah um so there's like a sadness but also a celebration of that yeah and um on that note I want to talk a little bit about why I think people find this game The mundane things in this game so fun yeah and i think that this game is really really laser focused on making very simple actions into something almost emotional right and so a friend of mine um, eric tarnish he told me about a kind of poetry um, called lyric poetry right Mm -hmm. lyric poetry is not really focused on narrative communication. Lyric poetry is more about an emotional connection you have with words, right? Lyric poetry is like, you know, you're reading this poem, you are feeling the sense of like wind blowing. or like a Very
1: visual and like, it feels like you're pulled into
2: the scene. It's very concrete. And of course, like any poetry, any poet will tell you that images are the language of poetry already, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So poetry is inherently you to a feel concrete, something
0: rather than tell you something,
2: right? Which is already what you're supposed to do with poetry. But like a lot of but poetry still especially. tells a story.
0: Like I, I prefer the poems that tell stories. I'm yeah. very like it's one of those where your teachers give you like or your professors give you like poems to read, and you're like I yeah. get this one because it talks about like yeah a lady who did this and wanted this, and then this happened yeah like in a beautiful way. But it, yeah, it'll and then you still uses images poems, to it's tell. Just, you, like, but... a, very feeling-based.
2: Right. Oh, okay, like, here's an example, right? Ozymandias, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Ozymandias is a very concrete, very image-based poem, but there is a story. There is yes. movement in that story from where you start to what you feel about it at the end.
0: Yeah.
2: And I don't want to say that lyric poetry is static, but more that lyric poetry is not so much focused on movement, right movement of emotion or movement of expectations it's like
0: about connection maybe like
2: yeah it, it, i would say you could creation. even say it's like a connection to a point in time or mm-hmm. a single feeling and i think video games are really good at that yes, because when you play this video game. especially this one right like well like you play mario galaxy they always talk about how it was so important that the feeling the basic pleasure of mario jumping and landing on something oh, yeah. be perfect this game it, does that so well with climbing. Or picking opinion. things up. Or I picking mean, like, things up. That's like a big part of it yeah. too. Yeah. Especially um,
0: climbing.
1: Well, I, I think that's part I, of Nintendo's I had a philosophy. Super,
2: yeah, I had a very emotional connection with climbing for multiple reasons. Yeah. Like, first of all, like mechanically, yes, uh, climbing is actually like a really useful tool. Like, you can escape encounters in the game by climbing. Like, vertical movement yeah. is super powerful in this game.
0: Yeah. Right? And streamlined.
2: Um, and streamlined. Like,
0: it, you just push your thing the way you want to go
2: right and this game really wants you to feel the pleasure of climbing because first of all climbing is actually harder than it might be in another game i would say climbing this game is harder than shadow of the colossus which is literally a game about climbing right
3: (laughs) yeah i'd agree
2: um in this game like like for example when i wanted to go up the mountain to uh, meet the old man at the beginning on the great plateau and I was like, okay, I have to make this climb. Of course, you know, first you go through the thing of making the peppers or whatever to stay right. warm. But then I had to actually climb up the mountain because I couldn't find the path, right? Yeah. So okay. I like scouted this mountain out and I had to find like the lowest point on the mountain. And I had to find like a place to rest. Right. Like while I was climbing. And then I started my climb. And then every single m- piece of movement upward that I took, I saw that I was losing stamina yeah but like there was this basic excitement there that like i am testing myself but i'm also succeeding i am literally moving up in the world and then when i get to the top i'm rewarded with this like gorgeous view of what's around me and i think that this game is really really good at taking these things that you might take for granted as being part of your game life and making them feel very concrete and making them
0: a little more grand
2: more grand and also more mundane you know what i mean like like when i say more mundane i don't mean that climbing has become more mundane i mean more in the sense that it's such something you have to do so often right but it is There's like
0: a a comfort in it maybe there is a comfort in it and
2: there is a challenge in it right so
0: weirdly i would say i got like an almost like almost a nostalgic feeling from Mm -hmm. breath of the wild and obviously not because i played it when i was very young or because i have like like i don't have a strong connection with Zelda games from like growing up. I I, mm-hmm. I was one of those kids that had a Sega Genesis and not mm-hmm. an N64. So, you know, I, I wasn't like, Oh, it's like I'm young and playing Ocarina of Time again. But like, there is an aspect of this game that the way it makes you feel and the way it feels like open and encourages those little things. Yeah. And like, as well as the exploration and the way they interact, that feels very nostalgic almost. It's, it. It's the first time in a while that I experienced. Oh, I am playing something very new. Yeah. And very special. And yeah,
2: you're 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 feel you're re-experiencing yeah. that feeling of very simple things being novel again.
1: Right. I think uh, kind of the nostalgia for me was, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, was that it felt very similar to uh, the very first Zelda. Yeah. And how that was open world, and this is just what every other Zelda between that and this was attempting to do with yeah, limited yeah. technical capabilities.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this is an example of a game where they didn't just use technology to make the decision making more interesting or to make the stakes feel more real or something like that. I mean it does that stuff too, but yeah. I feel like they used it to make the lyric of the game as you know, as Eric Tarnish would say um they they use the technology to make that feel more tangible and more uh like elemental like more primally satisfying than maybe which gives the story
0: much more yeah yeah. because you feel it creates a sense of connection to the world and that universe yeah and you know the characters within it as a result
2: I don't. I don't think I ever told you guys. I like teared up while I was climbing once. If you look at my screenshot history for this game, yeah, my first like thirty screenshots are various pictures of me mm-hmm. on a cliff, and like it makes no sense when you look at it now. You're like, the <laughs> fuck were you taking a picture of? But at the time, you. I'm like, I'm fucking making love to this cliff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm breathing this cliff in.
0: Yeah, the whole game. Like, I wish I could. I wish I could play it over again for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games. And it's like, it's always fun to play. It's always great, but yeah. that sense of discovery.
1: I, I agree.
2: Well, and you know, the a lot of things that it does to make those simple things feel good, I feel like they're going to become standard. Like to, oh my God, I to hope give so. you an example, right? Like I, I talked about this when we very first started recording, but this is, this kind of is on point here. I loved playing Morrowind as a kid, mm-hmm. right? And I love that, like, you saw a mountain. You really could get over that mountain. It may not you feel right good horse. to do it. It may not feel good. And that's the thing here, right? When I made it over the mountain by, like, mashing space and jumping yeah. up the collision, the weird collision detection and getting over, I still felt satisfaction. I didn't enjoy the act of the jumping. But right. something that games can do is take that thing that may not feel good by itself, but by attaching meaning to it, attaching meaning to mashing space suddenly me getting over that mountain was amazing
1: well uh, yeah i I think that the problem with games where you could kind of get around obstacles Mm -hmm. by abusing some of the in-game physics or in-game engines or whatever it it did feel good but it felt good in a way that removed you from the game yeah. And it's it kind of, of ab- abstract sense. It's kind of yeah. like how it bro- like some movies I've seen in the past that make you that break your you... suspension of disbelief. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. It was
0: less that you conquered, it was more that you conquered the developers, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I conquered the game mechanics. I used the game.
2: It, me- it, it, it was part that, but also that I conquered the mountain, but it was the simple fact of conquering the mountain that was satisfying. Within Morrowind. Right. Yes. But in Zelda, the act of conquering the mountain is satisfying, is satisfying. Yes, because
0: you use the intended mechanics. Right. right? Like it's,
2: in Mario, it's... right? You're yeah. not just you're not just happy because you finished level. You're happy because it was fun to jump during know, the I'm level. I'm
0: not very happy playing.
2: <laughs> but this it, but Mario it, so, game. so what it does is it takes climbing and it ta- it it takes climbing away from being this thing you deal with and and like it makes you happy for what you accomplish with it. And it turns it into something, in my opinion, in my specific case, uh, into something that is what you want to be doing in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think about the Gerudo plot plotline of getting into the village? Oh, I thought it was super fun. Yeah. I um, thought that was really interesting. Um. Yeah, I loved it.
0: Like, I, I mean, I did. Spend... What does
2: it say about I have no idea what it says. Gender roles? I'm afraid to even speculate know. about yeah, what it like, says. Yeah. Like,
0: like. It's a, I mean let's be real like it's a Japanese game like it probably doesn't say like I was super stoked that there were like big strong like big women yeah cause like a lot of times muscular
3: yeah, yeah. cause
0: like look at like not to I'm gonna dust off this soapbox but look at Gal Gadot. I don't look at Gal Gadot and think wow she's an Amazon she's gonna take me out I look at the Garo women yeah. and I'm like yo I would not tangle with these yeah. ladies like that I woman agree. lifts that woman,
1: like, they benches capable.
0: my body weight. She curls my body weight.
2: And you know what's really cool is how many dimensions of the Gerudo women they show you. Yeah, yeah like, like dating. They, yeah, I thought that was really yeah. cool.
0: and like, and like old women mm-hmm. in a different way, because like Impa is like the cliche old woman, right? Like little tiny adorable. She just a yeah. sage wisdom. Yeah. But like the Gerardo village does a good job of showing you older women who are like, like they're still part of their town, but not in like a, you have been elevated to a stage because you're so old. They're just like older women. Yeah. They're They've... just like hanging out, giving
2: advice. And they... one of them
1: sees through your disguise and is like, whatever. By I the think way, that was silly.
2: passes yeah. the, the Bechdel test with flying colors. I know it's a joke, but you yeah. have to listen to the three older women talking to each yes, other. I thought does. that was cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that there are conversations, not a lot, but I like that that creates these conversations where you see what do normal people talk about when the main character of the video game is not talking to them. There's not a lot of situations like that in games where Mm -hmm. you get to hear that.
1: And I think one of my favorite things in the entire game were all the puns you could use to purchase a seal. (sighs) Let's seal the, the deal, seal. or all the other. Things. I don't
2: think I ever rented a seal except for. A
1: oh my god! Sterling, oh my god. Sterling did just puns. To use the puns. <laughs> I would go and just be like, "Let's go! I'm
2: riding."
0: Just to use the puns. Do you think that's it? Do you yeah, think. We're think...
2: Did you have any other thoughts on the representation of women?
0: I don't. I don't like Zelda's English voice actress.
2: Oh my god, it was awful. She sounds really cool in Japanese. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't like Nifa. I didn't like Nifa, but I think that to me. I think that could have worked if um, Link had any way of establishing why she would care yeah, about him. Yeah,
0: so she kind of felt like she existed just to be the martyr of the yeah. Zora and like an interesting romantic Link for Link. Yeah. Um, I do mm-hmm. think it, so, like, it's a little weird. That
2: was a couch. Yes, that was a
0: couch. <laughs> I do think it is a little weird that the Gerudo women... Clearly interact with men outside of the town, but then, like, don't recognize that Link is, first of all, way shorter than that. Although they think he's a Highland woman, don't they? They
2: think he's Highland.
0: I guess that makes more sense. Yeah, they, like, have
2: no way of knowing what he would, yeah. what he's supposed to look or like. Or, like, male
0: versus female if yeah. you don't interact with them a ton. Yeah. Like it's, like, it's like going to a foreign country and they're like, oh, you're, you don't yeah. look like us. Like, you are identified not necessarily as a specific other, as, but just as an other so that's like that's fine you know
2: they have a really interesting joke about that where the goron enters and because they don't understand oh. the uh sexual dimorphism of a goron yeah like, he's just like i don't know why they let me in yes that part um, was funny on the note about women and and mifa mifa made me kind of it kind of brought me back uncomfortably to ocarina of time where link was like full- on Mary Sue in those times right yeah and every single woman even like when he's a kid yeah everyone's trying to it's jump really his bones weird. yeah
0: and not even in like a meaningful way
2: no it's I, I mean it's there for sure so that you can feel like link is this cool character that mm-hmm. you want to be but mm-hmm. to me in Breath of the wild I feel like that was a remnant of the past that maybe we didn't need to connect to yeah as much because I just didn't feel like it added anything
0: yeah no I I, I agree. I agree. All
1: right. Well, I think we have talked a lot. We have talked a lot. Breath we of have the Wild. A lot. I know I could talk a lot it's more. A,
0: it's a very open game. There's a lot to it. Uh,
1: but I guess as we wrap up today, we could do maybe our own, a new segment. Oh, okay. Um, which is. I'm excited. What would you call this na- game?
0: I don't think that's a new segment.
2: Legend of Zelda
1: Twelve. If it if it <laughs> weren't I don't know called, how many been. <laughs> What would you call this game if it weren't Breath of the Wild? I like
0: Legend of Zelda Twelve is solid. Legend of
2: Zelda Twelve?
0: Who knows how many. I would I I just... call it Legend of Zelda Link's Cooking Adventure. Man,
2: I can't even I couldn't give you a serious answer because I like the name so that's much. That's true.
1: I know, that's the problem with this one. Uh, maybe Fallout New Zelda.
2: Nice. <laughs> cute. Yeah, well, The Legend of Zelda, I'm humping these cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Legend of Zelda, Link has a Wii. <laughs> no, he has an iPhone. No, he has, he has
1: a own own Switch. 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 He has his
0: own
2: Switch,
1: a Switch.
0: Yeah. The Legend of Zelda, Link's Switch.
2: The Legend of Zelda, Days of Future Past.
0: Mm, I'd, I'd, I'd play that.
2: That was a good movie. That was, yeah, <laughs> Zelda. It was a good arc on the X-Men cartoon.
0: Yep. It was a good arc in the comic books.
2: There's X Men.
0: Oh books. my gosh! Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, good,
0: good game, good title, right? Yeah, good I,
1: game, good title.
0: Great game, great title. It might be. My I, I know.
2: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Chris There's a lot of recipes it. that need to work in this game that don't work. Oh, I agree. Oh. I put milk, eggs, and butter and wheat together.
0: And Did not get bread. I
2: got a censored gross food. Mm. Right. So you know what? Actually, fuck this game. I, I, mean, <laughs> I actually don't like it. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Do not recommend.
0: Legend of Zelda. Inaccurate cooking. Yeah. So really, yeah, I'm really turn around. Yeah, Chris just spent two hours talking with us about a game he hates because the cooking is inaccurate. But yeah. I'm gonna still come out as a fan. Starling.
1: Oh yeah, I think this takes one of my top three spots in Ooh. all video games.
0: We'll have to see if we can hit the other. The the two at I, point. I really,
2: well. really like this game. And I'm actually excited to see if this changes the landscape as much as Zelda 1 did. Yeah. Not just like for
0: it. like the mechanics, but for storytelling. Because yeah. the storytelling was more subtle. Not like, like almost in the way that we're going to sound like the biggest Dark Souls fans. But almost in the way that Dark Souls does. Where it kind of lets you piece it together, but in a more accessible way. Well, that's, that's a
2: good point. That's a good point. Because um,
0: it, there, it encourages the interaction and trying to solve the puzzles all your own.
1: And, and gives you guidance. It, it
2: does yeah, kind no of way. try yeah. to bridge a gap between leaving you entirely mm-hmm. to your own devices to figure something out and, you know, gently guiding you towards... Yeah. You know, Maybe
0: we should call it Legend of Zelda. Let's hope this sticks.
2: I think that would be good. All right.
0: All right. Well, thank uh-huh. you for joining us.
1: And, uh you know, tune in next time for another good podcast. Oh.
0: I thought you were waiting for us to all say it and say click for the tune Power the next Rangers. time. <laughs> Player versus pod.
1: All right. Well, you know,
3: that's probably a lot better. Don't of get eliminated. <laughs>